You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. A very happy new year to all of our Into Tomorrow audience. Thank you for tuning in. This the broadcast for the weekend of Friday, December 31st. 2021, hour one of three. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Hoping that Santa was good to you last week. Not just you, but everyone listening. Yes? Yeah. Okay, you can't just nod your head. This is radio. Santa went broke at my house. Uh, Well, me too. (laughs) Um, But that's okay. Cameron's worth it. (laughs) It's pretty much uh, what we all spent most of our money on was Cameron. And it was funny how many uh, tech items I actually got him for Christmas. You know, being, I know. Being a tech guy, you know. And he appreciated it. Yeah. I, I know he appreciated it. Of course, I, it. I had, we had to preface everything with, you know, Cameron, before you open all your presents, well, and there were other family there, just know that nothing that you got electronic came out of the prize closet. Because there's always that wonder with our family about, gee, did you get that out of the prize closet? Yeah. <laughs> and you'd think by now they would know better because we don't use prizes for personal gain. But there are many times prizes that people in the family would love to have something like that. Well, then we buy it and we give it to them because we save the prizes for our audience when they participate. That's how that works. And I'm surprised that some still wonder. Yeah, but thank you. It's really cool, but really, I mean, come on. It was from the prize closet, right? No, it was not. You know, It just drives me nuts, especially because Cam's always reminding everyone. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. Which you can do throughout the month of January, including while we're uh, doing our coverage from CES, because I'm sure there's going to be some stuff you hear that you want to know more about. Oh, yeah. So call us. And two weeks from today, if you're listening either on our podcast or your favorite radio station or the stream, or if you're listening on the 24-7 stream, you don't really know when two weeks from today is. But anyway, uh, trust us. The second weekend of January, right? Yeah. We will be bringing you part one of three, maybe even four, you never know. CES specials. Unless all the exhibitors keep uh, get, dropping out, then maybe <laughs> we'll only have you know half of a CES show. <laughs> Since we last spoke to you uh, last week on the broadcast, we listed a whole bunch of major exhibitors that had already bailed on the show. And we didn't even cover a bunch of the, I don't want to call them minor exhibitors, but smaller exhibitors, because people wouldn't recognize the names or, or what have you. Way too many people have bailed on the in-person CES, but big companies like yeah, like uh, OnePlus, AMD, Microsoft, Google, Meta, Twitter, Amazon, GM, Intel, T-Mobile, Pinterest, iHeartMedia, Procter and Gamble, Lenovo, AT and T, TikTok, and the list goes on. Yeah, the list <laughs> does go on. So we expect that we will still be there. That's the plan. 
I mean, we've been double vaccinated and boosted and yeah. and masked up and all the stuff. Well, and we've been telling all the guests we have interviews scheduled with that as long as there's a show to be there to be at, we will be there. Yes, although the show at this point sounds like it might be six exhibitors and, well, and two other journalists. CCA or is that stubborn that if you know if they have all but six <laughs> exhibitors canceled, they're still going to have a show. I know. Oh, it's going to be interesting because we will take a lot of pictures as well. We're doing video, of course, of all of the interviews, so you can see the products that are being introduced at this year's I love how one of our listeners called it a COVID electronic show. Yeah. That's what CES stands for. You know, not consumer electronic show, which they they just demand that we don't say that. So of course we say that. Exactly. <laughs> or the Chinese electronic show, but now somebody's calling it the COVID electronic show. But we'll also take pictures of what will undoubtedly be pipe and drape hiding three quarters of the halls where people backed out and i'll bet they're scrambling to condense whoever still says they're going to be there but you know we we joke in years past about how well this was poorly attended and this show this that whatever where you can fire a cannon down the aisle and won't hit anybody well this year it's definitely going to be the case well i'm still waiting to see what uh what record cta says they're breaking this year yeah yeah because every year they try to find some record or other to boast yeah. about usually they're all made up but yeah. Once or twice, there might be something. Well, how about that? They did have more exhibitors than they had previously. Not this year. Well, they had more in-person exhibitors than they did in 2021. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because that was, of course, a virtual-only show. And what's happening with a lot of exhibitors this year is that many of them that have already backed out are saying, but they're still going to do virtual stuff. Yeah. G- so, GM is like that. The, yeah. the CEO of GM is uh, scheduled for a keynote. T-Mobile backed out of everything. They said we're not, yeah. we're not even going to do uh, you know our virtual presence, but we're still sponsoring the show, which I, I also don't get. Also bizarre. <laughs> yeah, they're not demanding a refund that I'll bet you most other exhibitors are, uh, especially the smaller ones that are now unable perhaps to even travel from other countries outside the U.S. Um, and they're thinking, well, now we're screwed. But now what do we do? But we are going to be in each of the four halls. They're not even using any of the South Hall, which is the single biggest one, two stories, biggest hall, was the newest hall before this year's first time ever use of the West Hall, where automotive and marine and that kind of stuff. But in every day, our crews are assigned a different hall, and we're going to be doing interviews until we can't. And it's a shame because, you know, at this point, they probably could have fit the entire show into the South Hall. Yeah. Instead of spreading it all across the city. <laughs> I know. But I hope I'm, I'm knowing CTA and Shapiro, I'm sure they're demanding refunds from the Las Vegas Convention Center, too. So probably. it's going to be interesting. So do stay tuned, because, of course, we will not only uh, show you everything on the radio and video, tell you about it all, but we will be doing posts as well. Make sure H and his team are on top of things, because we'll take pictures of the three-quarters empty halls and stuff and post them. So you see, well, here we are. Look, we're the only ones or something. A lot of journalists also, uh, uppercase J and lowercase J, meaning the kind of bloggers that have six people that follow them, um, have also backed out. Many, many. And several good friends of ours that are in the industry. And it's like, wow. 
and several that are saying, well, you guys are idiots. You know, you should just stay home. Well, you know what? We're not idiots. Well, maybe we are. But we are, we've committed to doing so many interviews. We're going to do so many. We don't let a global pandemic scare us. That's yes. right. Sheesh. <laughs> We're boosted. Because yeah. <laughs> that matters. Yeah, that makes a difference, doesn't it? I do like what a friend of ours has said. Uh, don't catch anything except your flight home. Yeah. I went, ooh, she she was hit the nail on the head. I like that very much. So we've got to say that. Probably also when we finish interviews, we'll tell that to every guest or something. Yeah. So while you're here, don't catch anything except your flight home. And we'll start getting that out. Hashtag catch only your flight home or something. Mm-hmm. So some tech news and commentary. Then to your calls, we've got Ken in North Miami, Florida. Oh, that's nearby. Uh, standing by, a bunch of other folks. And as Chris mentioned, please make a note that there are so many easy ways to participate on Into Tomorrow anytime at your convenience. And if you hear anything that you want more information on, that our interview didn't answer all the questions, and of course we don't because there's limited time, or you just want to get other details or something we missed or what have you, especially during our upcoming three weeks, one way or the other, of CES specials. And by the way, we're already mixing and matching. We're going to do as many in-person interviews as we can with those that continue to actually show up, including three evening big press events. Well, they start out being big. We'll see how big they are. Smaller now. Yeah, much smaller. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to be there, too. And also some virtual, some many of the exhibitors that backed out and said we're only going to do virtual. So we'll do a lot of Zoom video interviews as well the week and two after CES so that we'll still make them as part of our three weeks of coverage. So lots of stuff, a lot of cool new consumer tech coming out at the COVID electronic show. (laughs) So we want you to stay tuned and, of course, keep an eye on everything at intotomorrow.com, where, by the way, you can also subscribe to our free once a week tech newsletter. Then you don't miss a thing because yeah. we'll certainly list the folks that we're talking to at CES that week and the next couple and so forth. And just know you can ask questions anytime. How might they do that in an easy fashion? The easiest way is to stop by intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. As long as your device has a browser and a microphone, that's all you need. Uh, you could also use the Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button. works very much the same way. It records a message and emails it to us. Or if you're old-fashioned, you could uh, pick up the phone and uh, hit those buttons. 800-899-INTO. That would be our digits. Yes. Yeah, hit our digits. 800-899-4686. Gotcha. You know what we should do? Cameron did a great holiday message. Uh, or was it? No, it was one of the recent segments he did, answering a listener question about what kind of games he should put on his new phone. But at the end of that segment, he did the whole thing about how to participate. We need to have our team get get with production, have them record that separately so I can play it when we're talking about how to participate and let Cameron tell everyone how to participate. Will you be sure and get on that? Sure. You, don't be way, don't be looking, rolling your eyes and looking side to side. If Even if you have to do it yourself, but we need that done. Okay. And I, I need it. Right here on my machine. Okay. All right. Because... Dave's not here! That's true. (laughs) All right. 
Anyway, a little tech news, perhaps, and some commentary before we get to your calls. A joint poll by the Washington Post and the Shar School of Government and Policy at the George Mason University shows that people do not trust many big tech companies. Of course, we've been saying yeah. that for forever. <laughs> for how long now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Washington Post conducted the poll in November of 2021 uh, across a random national sample of uh, 1,122 adult Americans. 92% of the individuals surveyed say they use the Internet almost constantly, several times a day, or at least once daily. Email, search, and social media companies may provide free services, but in return, they collect information to target advertisements at users. Uh, However, 73% of users, including me, think that that is an unjustified use of people's private information. Uh, About 44% of Americans trust Apple and Microsoft. Google does a little bit better than them with 48% trust. Amazon does really well comparatively and has the trust of a majority of 53% of users. What? Now, before you That's start, just because Jeff Bozos pays them off. I well, think. Before you start thinking that Amazon is really trustworthy, it's worth noting that the survey was conducted by the Washington Post. Uh, and remember who owns the Washington Post. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. Now, as far as no social, fudging of numbers suggested. No, no, of course not. But, no. yeah. Uh, now, as far as social media goes, it's better, obviously, to approach them from a distrust standpoint. A solid 60% distrust Instagram, 63% distrust TikTok, while 53% distrust WhatsApp and YouTube. However, Facebook is off the charts with an overwhelming 72% of Facebook users distrusting that platform. Only 72%? Only 72%. Yet they continue to use it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, when you said some people are on the internet once a day, I mean, who? Yeah. D- dead people, maybe. Well, people that <laughs> log on in the morning and don't get off until, until the night. Okay, that's true. That counts as once a day, yeah. but they're on it the whole time. It's like yeah. people say, it's like with wine. If you pour a whole bottle of wine into a glass, you drink it from one glass. It's only one glass of wine. It's just a really big glass. <laughs> a big glass. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of uh, trust and whatnot, TikTok is now the web domain with the most traffic in the world. Yeah. Rising from seventh place last year to now eclipse Google. That, according to Cloudfare, Facebook, Microsoft, and Apple respectively rounded out the top five, while Instagram dropped out entirely. Hmm. So, see, folks are taking your lead because you haven't been on Instagram for, what, a year, many months? Two years. Two years. So you're one of those where has caused them to drop out entirely from the top list. But TikTok... The web domain with the most traffic in the world. And it had been Google forever. Hmm. Interesting. Uh-huh. Retailers, speaking of, of TikTok, as I was doing moments ago, retailers flocked to TikTok this holiday season in a quest to reach the platform's more than one billion monthly users. People are going there for lots of different reasons. They're looking to connect. They're looking to laugh. They're looking to find feel-good stories. And they're looking inadvertently many times to shop, whether they know it consciously or not. Because I know we both have been on TikTok just as voyeurs. <laughs> so I've posted a couple of things about the show here and there. But mostly just to scroll through and see what's up and, and sometimes get a good laugh. But you've, I'm sure, noticed as well as you're, as you're flipping that there's ads as well, yeah. more so than ever. And I swear if I see one more Amazon Home ad, I'm going to oh, scream. Yeah. Jeez, just don't do it into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's that. So we'll see what happens. And, uh, and I'm curious what our listeners are thinking about that, too. Let us know what you think. Ken in North Miami, Florida, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Ken. Just bought a new Chevy Colorado pickup, and I'm looking for a wireless camera. 
and I come out on the front as I've never owned a pickup truck and I find myself with the back of the truck still sticking in a parking lot. What are your recommendations for a wireless type camera for the front of the truck? All right. Well, look at you with a pickup. Yeah, and I hate it when my back end sticks out in the parking lot. <laughs> and you don't even own a truck. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> but can your best bet of course, is a backup camera. Now, there's no rule that says it needs to be installed on the back. The easiest ones to get working, of course, will be the license plate mounted ones, which will wirelessly broadcast to the cabin of your truck. For example, an Echo Master camera and screen can be had for under $150 and can be mounted with just two screws. If you don't trust wireless cameras, there are wired cameras that are very inexpensive and will come right on without any delay, unlike their wireless cousins. So that might be an important factor for you. Yeah, a Natika camera can be installed in the front of the car and hidden away, and you can get them for around 40 bucks. Now, the big catch there is that there's no monitor. That you need to buy separately. Of course. Yeah. Uh, one issue you might run into is that most of these cameras are made to be installed in the rear of the car where you can't see, rather than in the front where you can. Now, that means that some assume that you'll want to turn them on when the car goes into reverse. That means you may need to have the camera wired to turn on when you flip a switch instead. Yeah. Now, look into Metra, iBeam, Kenwood, and Thinkware as well. They all make rear-view cameras that can be adjusted to be used as front-view cameras. They all have roughly a 170-degree field of vision. They are all weatherproof, and they will all end up costing you somewhere between 100 bucks and maybe $150 plus installation if you don't want to do it yourself. Yeah, other than that, wired cameras are fairly comparable as there's really not that much in the way of features other than better or worse night vision. And yeah. you, you, brought, you brought up the, the adjustable to be able to use the front cameras. That's something you want to really want to look at. If, if many of these backup cameras will show you a mirror image of the video because it's mm. it's as if it was a mirror looking back. So you may, if you're going to put it in the front of your vehicle, make sure you get one where you can adjust it and flip that image to a right way around. Otherwise, you'll be looking at a reverse video oh. of the front of your car. See, I didn't think of that. But that makes sense, and I hope it'll help Ken out as well. That's one of the many things, honestly, that I love about my new car. You know, I, uh, as Cameron said the other day, being 2022, you finally have the year of your car, because I had it back in early August, and he kept just was thrilled that it's not even 2022 yet, and you have the car. Well, that's how new car models work. They come out before, but anyway. But one of the things I like to call helicopter view, I forget what they call it, but when I'm in reverse, or I can just push one little button, in fact, on the end of the windshield wiper knob, I push a button, and I've got the view of six or seven cameras all the way around, front, sides, under the mirrors, rear view, and I can align myself properly in a parking space, and and it, it just, I don't have a, a big SUV that, that the butt sticks out like Ken has here, apparently. But I can know that I'm fully in a space or if I have a little more room to go. So let us know, Ken, what you end up with. And I hope we've been of some help. Of course, all our show notes there for you at intotomorrow.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in 
in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Hi, Dave. I wanted to wish you, your family, and all of your listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Looking forward to more shows every week. Well, thank you, Jeff, in Rockwell City. We appreciate all of our listeners that have sent in their holiday greetings. And, of course, wishing you and yours a very happy new year as well. I'm Dave Graveline. This is Into Tomorrow. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. Stay tuned. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Seth Dobrin. He's the Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer with IBM. Now, there's a title you don't hear often. Yeah. I mean, more so these days, I think. But he's actually the chief artificial intelligence officer. And he's going to be discussing how AI is playing a role in the lives of consumers and businesses. And we cover some fascinating things. Uh, I think you're going to be fascinated about the things that we talk about, how AI, artificial intelligence, is doing so much these days. A lot of companies are saying, oh, yeah, we use AI for things. and But really, I mean, it's just stuff that they've done anyway for years. IBM are folks that are helping people utilize artificial intelligence in many other ways. Remember Watson? Well, not remember. He's still around. One day we'll get him on the show. That's the plan. (laughs) So do stay tuned coming up right after this break. And intotomorrow.com is where we will meet you. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back into tomorrow. Dave Graveline with you. This our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets, gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. So we want you to participate on the program. In fact, we love it when you participate. You make the show. So do join us anytime, 24-7 at your convenience. You don't have to wait to hear the next broadcast or the next podcast or the next stream. You're welcome to join us anytime. 800-899-INTO. It's toll-free from anywhere in North America. 1-800-899-INTO. Or use the Into Tomorrow app. It's free in your favorite app store. Just mash that message to studio button. 
And that's a, a good way to hear us. You sound like uh, you're right with us in the studio. A good way for us to hear you, if you would. Um, or a way that folks are used, utilizing a lot more these days, visit us at intotomorrow.com on any device with a browser and a microphone and click that Ask Dave button and participate that way. Either way, we want to hear from you and we appreciate you joining us. Throughout 2021, businesses had been challenged, of course, to meet the needs of their customers while still finding ways to be more cost-efficient, more responsive, and make faster, more informed decisions. We've talked about that for many, many months. Many businesses turn to artificial intelligence, or AI, to address these shifts. We're joined by the Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer. Yes, that's actually his title with IBM, Seth Dobrin. Seth, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Doing well, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. First of all, when we heard, uh, we saw your title, we said, we got to have him on. That's perfect for Into Tomorrow. That's exactly the kind of stuff that we talk about. Tell me, what is it that you do at IBM as Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer? Yeah, so my role is, is multifold. So first and foremost, I'm responsible for establishing and implementing our AI strategy. So uh, how we come to market with AI, how we what we invest in an AI, and how IBM uh, across the company shows up as a single singular company around AI. Uh, I'm also responsible for our internal transformation for how we use data and AI within our software business. Uh, and I'm responsible for implementation of, of uh, you know, data privacy regulations uh, and compliance with those, as well as the upcoming AI regulations. Uh, Plus, I spend a lot of time talking to customers, sharing my experiences and, and perspectives on AI. Terrific. And, of course, talking to folks like me to get more of a perspective as well. Of course. Now, I understand uh, on your site that banks will be adopting new AI-powered fraud detection. Uh, detection capabilities. <clears throat> Sorry, the throat's going on me. Tis the season. Uh, what can you share about that? Yeah, so, I mean, banks have historically been leaders in the implementation and adoption of AI. Uh, you know, it was primarily or initially driven by, by regulatory requirements around anti-money laundering as well as around fraud. Uh, traditionally, fraud detection has been managed through a series of rules so if this happens, then, you know, if Dave does this, then that means it's likely fraud or not, which is not really reliable because there are things that change about you that, mes that don't necessarily follow the rules. Rules need to be updated. AI has been used to reduce what we call the, the rate of false positives, which, which means, you know, you're driving across country, you stop at a gas station, you start to you put your card in to, to pump the gas and the bank says, uh, sorry, transactions declined, you get a text or an email asking if it's you. That's what we would call a false positive because it's it's you using your credit card. Yeah. Uh, and so AI through, you know, location services on the app, as well as understanding, you know, your your history and, and perspectives can reduce those types of, of false positives. And, you know, we hear from so many companies lately about how they use AI and they really not do, they're not doing very much, but what you're describing makes perfect sense. I mean, it's actual case studies and history and actual use 
of these things. So, and of course, not only banking, but retailers in general, I think, uh, you know, in order especially to deal with overcoming the pandemic, uh, if we're ever going to get back to whatever normal is. Um, but retailers are also seeing some terrific advantages to artificial intelligence in the real world. Yeah, so there's multiple ways that retailers specifically are using AI. Uh, one and probably the, the, the one that we're probably most used to, whether we realize it or not, is what we call hyper-personalization, which is where AI is used to understand you as an individual, your likes, your dislikes, your habits, uh, so that the retailers can provide a better and more customized experience for you. Uh, AI also helps uh, retailers managing the world we live in, where it's kind of a hybrid, digital, real, you know, in-person brick-and-mortar relationship we have with the retailers. And so AI is a fundamental part of that uh, process, as well as you know, retailers, particularly along with travel and transportation, are facing a staffing crisis, right? They're yeah. on these massive hiring sprees trying to bring people on. AI is a fundamental part of that. Now, that's an area where it affects the you know human's wealth and well-being. And so we need to make sure that that's done in a trustworthy manner when we look at, at those types of use cases. And Seth, on your website at ibm.com slash AI, we're seeing a lot of very cool information, very helpful information. One of the things that we've noticed is conversational AI and how it'll help healthcare and insurance companies and so forth. What exactly is conversational AI? Yeah, so conversational AI takes advantage of, of a capability that's known as natural language processing, natural language understanding, um, and, and even natural language generation, which is basically where you know the, the AI has learned to understand uh, language, understand the context of that language, and be able to respond. And so a great example of this that all of us can relate to is with, uh, with CVS Health. They were an instrumental part of the vaccine rollout across the United States. Uh, and interestingly, you know, not surprisingly, maybe there were varying requirements state to state on who was eligible, sometimes even county to county. Uh, and CVS used uh, Watson Assistant, which is our conversational AI capability, uh, along with Watson Discovery, which is our natural language understanding capability, to be able to help us as humans get access to the vaccine, to information, and even using AI-powered automation to make appointments and ensure that the the pharmacies that you were going to to get your shot had adequate supplies. Uh, So it made a huge difference, and thus the conversational AI played that important role. No, No question about that, especially because it becomes a language easy for us as consumers to understand. You know, it's a whole different ballgame from the business end and, and from the businesses, enterprise that you work with, and that sort of thing. Uh, and you talk about IBM Watson. Almost every IBM guest I've interviewed over our past 26 years, I've asked to interview Watson one of these days. So maybe maybe you'll be the one that says, we'll make that happen. I'm sure there's a way to do that because of AI. So we'll get them on, get Watson on into tomorrow at some point. But let's talk for, uh, for a moment about how AI plays a role in the lives of us as consumers and businesses, for that matter, because people say, well, we keep hearing a lot about it, but I'm not sure it's really affecting me. Uh, and if if it is, how? Yeah, so, you know, it, AI impacts us every day, almost every moment of, of every day. So, you know, whether we realize it or not. So, so for instance, I wear hearing aids. 
right? These hearing aids have a tremendous amount of AI in them, understanding the environment, analyzing the environment. Uh, and they even do things like translate language and transcribe. Uh, so that's one way that, you know, AI is impacting us. Other ways are in retail, like I mentioned, in in financial decisions. So, so banks leverage AI pretty extensively uh, to help them make uh, decisions about credit card applicants, about mortgage applicants, things like that. And they do that for a couple of reasons. One is in order to help them uh, resolve higher case, higher loads, uh, demands, uh, but also because AI can help them minimize biases that humans may bring to the table. Oh, it's important point. to remember that, that, that AI itself is not biased. Math is not biased. The bias comes from the past decisions of humans that live in the data. And so we're using AI to actually combat that and ensure that AI that impacts our health, our wealth, and our well-being uh, minimizes specific types of biases. Are there particular industries, Seth, that you think will benefit more than others from AI? I know that it can affect everyone and can certainly help every business in one way or another, but any in particular that you think are really going to be able to take advantage? You know, I, I think, as you mentioned, like literally every industry, every interaction could benefit from AI in some way. Uh, but I, I suspect that, you know, as we look into 2022 specifically, uh, as retail and travel and transportation are recovering from the pandemic, they were probably the hardest hit uh, segments of the economy that were hit. They're leveraging AI, as I mentioned earlier, to, to help them with hiring and staffing up. Uh, they're leveraging AI to help make their supply chains more resilient. Uh, they're leveraging AI to make sure that their environmental footprint is is more sustainable. Uh, and, and so those are some some really good examples of, of how AI is impacting uh, the, the next will be impacting us next year. Well, Seth, you are very informative and a pleasure to chat with because we do learn a lot. I look forward to hopefully getting you back on the show again. There's so much more to cover. We barely were able to scratch the surface. Meantime, I'm assuming that our audience can visit IBM.com slash AI and learn even more, especially about the things that you and your team are working on. Yeah, and they can see, you know, we've had over 40,000 customer engagements that leverage Watson, and many of those uh, impact your your listeners and your viewers on a daily basis through the companies that we work with. So if you want to learn more about some of those and how IBM may be touching you every day, uh, go to ibm.com slash Watson or slash AI. Terrific. Thank you, Seth. We appreciate you joining us. Seth Dobrin is the Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer, definitely one of the most interesting titles we've had lately on the program. For IBM, and visit ibm.com slash Watson or slash AI. We'll get you there when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Don't go away. More to come as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance, available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 800-956-0683.
holidays. This is Beth, and I'd like to remind you that there are lots of children out and about this holiday season. Please be kind, patient, and watch for little ones, especially while traveling on the road. Now back for more Into Tomorrow. Well, thank you, Beth. We appreciate that. And yes, from all of us to all of you, very happy holiday season and a most happy and joyous and healthy new year are among our wishes. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Our other wish is that you participate with us and win. We'll tell you about uh, what things you can win a little bit later on. Oh, yes. Coming up. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Autonomous, how today works from home. You can see your new home office at autonomous.ai. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday. Yesterday. This week in tech history. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. This week, back in 1940, the Federal Communications Commission got its very first demonstration of FM radio. The new medium, free of interference, static, and noise and thunderstorms, was developed by Major E.H. Armstrong. The first FM transmitter was put into operation the following year. Here I come to save the day. In 1954, this week, the duoscopic TV receiver was unveiled. The TV set allowed a person or a group to watch two different shows at the same time. It was a primitive picture-in-picture split screen that was tested in New York City and Chicago. It kind of had two different viewing angles. So if you sat on the left side of the room and looked at it, you saw one image and, you know, so... Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. And some did. Uh, Yeah. Uh, In 1957 this week, the Hamilton Watch Company was the first to introduce an electric watch, the Hamilton Electric 500. Stimpy! I'm so happy! Well, the Hamilton Watch Company was happy because the watch was worn by Elvis Presley, who also featured it in the movie Blue Hawaii. Was it as good for you as it was for me? In 1972, President Richard Nixon announced that NASA would proceed with the development of a reusable, low-cost space shuttle system. Affirmative. He signed a $5.5 billion bill for its creation. And this week in 1977, Apple Computer was incorporated in Cupertino, California, after being launched earlier in that year in the garage of the home Steve Jobs shared with his parents. Let's get nuts! That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. For more info, visit ifa-berlin.com. Oh, my. And speaking of big trade shows, we also planned to attend in person, because tech is back, with IFA in Berlin in September. And unlike CES, IFA is open to the public. So if you're looking for an escape after a couple of years, and aren't we all then consider the possibility of joining us in Berlin in September. Because it's a heck of a show and a wonderful city to visit. And after these last couple of years, you're going to want to get out there and travel. Oh, for sure. Like, we're a bit intimidated because we haven't traveled in about a year and a half either. it's been two years because we were talking the other day. Our our last travel was to CES 2020. And then right after we got back, all hell broke loose. (laughs) And we haven't traveled since. We haven't traveled since. So now I'm even more intimidated. (laughs) Wow. We hope we don't catch anything. Out there, except our flight back. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Michael in Tyler, Texas, listens on KTBB AM and FM. Hey, Michael. I have a RV motor coach that is on Lake Fork, and it's covered by a carport, and the cell reception is not great or internet connection. I'm looking for a way that I can wire an antenna up on top of the RV carport to increase both cellular and internet signal. 
Well, Michael, if by Internet you're referring to a Wi-Fi signal, you'll probably need two antennas. You can use a Wi-Fi repeater and a cell phone booster, but Wi-Fi and phones run, of course, on different frequencies. Yeah, for your Wi-Fi, you may even be able to use an antenna from inside your motor coach. There are directional antennas that do not need to be mounted outside and can greatly improve your Wi-Fi reception. We've used USB antennas before and noticed an immediate boost in performance. Now, if you want a fully external antenna, you can find outdoor range extenders ranging from $20 to several hundreds. For example, you can buy a BAS-20 307 for 30 bucks or a Moshu sail antenna for $120 online. Jeez. And now you still need to connect that antenna to an access point or router to distribute the signal to your devices, so make sure you budget for that too. Now, if the internet signal you're asking about is from cellular data, then a cell phone signal booster will take care of that along with cell reception. You may want to look at SureCall and WeBoost. They both offer externally mounted antennas that can be connected to an internal repeater that will act like a Wi-Fi router, but for your phone connection. Yeah, and your phone will do all the work after you install the device, and you won't need to actively manage what it connects to. It'll just sense the strongest signal and connect to it. In this case, it'll be the one coming from your booster. Intotomorrow.com. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. Howdy, this is Ken Higgins urging you to remember that it's easier than ever to make sure your precious photos and videos are backed up on a hard drive you can trust. Keep your holiday memories safe and have a terrific new year. Now back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Ken. Ken Higgins, a friend of the show for many, many years with various companies involved with the tech business. Many people may remember him as the one with the button Yeah, many years ago. That was like our favorite Ken Higgins line. Back when he was with Mac Store. That yeah. was always his tagline on the show. It's the one with the button. Yeah. Plus, with his Texas accent, yeah. it just sounded cool. The one with the button. It was it was awesome. But anyway, thank you, Ken. And we do the same. We pass on our holiday greetings for a very happy new year from all of us at Into Tomorrow to all of you. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available wherever you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 if you'd like more info. There you go. You know, when you do call in and participate, when we hear you on the air, yes, we read the occasional email, but we want to hear you. It is radio, after all. And hearing you is key because you make the show. We then send you prizes for participating. And no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us when you do call in. Of the following items, which would you prefer? We'll do our best to get one of those to you. We've got a portable waterproof Bluetooth speaker from Soundcore. Oh, from Skosh. How about speaking of portable? Air purifier deodorizer that fits in most car cup holders. Sylvania has sent several of their Smart Plus Wi-Fi light bulbs so you can control your lights with any mobile device. And they work well and they're pretty cool. How about my love handles? 
We, yes, we've got some custom into tomorrow smartphone grips. And if you mention that you'd also like Dave's love handles, we'll get you a couple of them and something else because they're nice and small, but we want to get you something else too. Yeah. We've also got from Jabra Elite 7 Pro True Wireless Earbuds. Oh, man, cool stuff. Don't miss any of our two coming up next as Into Tomorrow continues. <laughs> 